consistent self-improvement everybody you are now listening to american gypsy podcast i'm your host classic and i'm here with my co-host gypsy and today we have a special guest scott feld he is a certified life skills coach for kids at minds in motion he is also the author of dax to the max the first in the series that shows kids their inner superpowers or isp welcome to the show welcome scott Thanks, guys. Appreciate it so much. Appreciate both of you. And Dax, I mean, uh, sorry, Scott also has uh, another guest with us today. You'd like today to introduce him? Have. <laughs> I, have, I have the original Dax with me, my six-year-old son. Okay. Uh, the one who is the star of the book. Okay. So tell us a little bit about uh, the book, what inspired you to write Dax to Max? Well, so, you know, to kind of bring, I'll give you this first is that I started Minds in Motion, which we'll get into further, but that's life skill mindset courses for teens and tweens, really 10 to 16 year olds. And so the, the missing thing and what I knew having my own son and being a certified um, coach is that this is the age and younger where they can really soak this in and they can really take these inner superpowers and use them so that when they get to that 10, 11, 12 year old, where the pressures and, and, and things that come at them are much stronger, they're already gonna be well-equipped. So in order to do that, it wasn't necessarily the types of courses that I teach. It needed to be in something a little bit more age appropriate. My son loves books more than anything. So I felt like it needed to be in a book format with a superhero and a bear, because bears are cool and a cave and an adventure inside of it, but with a message and that message being that imagination can trump fear for kids because they have lots of fears of all sorts of different things and no real tools to get past them oftentimes. The fear wins and they just don't get to do what they wanna do. And then afterwards they lose their self-confidence. Um, it, it compounds. And so to answer the question, I wanted to make sure that my own son and kids his age and a little bit younger were able to see um, their own inner superpowers. Okay. And <clears throat> what inspired you to get into coaching in general? So I've ran, uh, so I'm in San Diego, lived here okay. for a long time, 30 plus years. Yeah, we're and in LA. You're in LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come visit you guys. Um, yes. So, yes. So, I've ran an interactive entertainment company here for the last 25 plus years. I've okay. been up to your parts and done parties up there as well with my company. And it's really was geared towards that, that 10 to really 18 year old age group. Even though we did younger, we did adult parties as well. That was our main focus. And so when COVID struck, my party company was just, you know, basically done on that day. You know, we didn't know for how long, we didn't even know what just happened. The book we you know had got canceled the bookings that we would have gotten stopped you know we had no idea so you know I behind the scenes of all of that um for lack of a better world word have been a personal development junkie like you know I studied it since I was a kid whether it be man's search for meaning or Krishnamurti's think on these things or, or you know dissecting the bible or whatever it might be. And then that got into a little bit more traditional, like your 
um, your Bob Proctor type coaching, where it was really like power tools and your mind can create anything, the secret and things like that. And I just combine all of that. I just bring it all in and it stirs around right now. I'm hugely into Neville Goddard. He's my man right now. And um, so anyway, a little bit more mystic, but anyway, the, the opportunity presented itself instead of the circumstance of something called COVID knocked me down. Because I studied all of this, I could see that I was aware that there was a moment in time here. And this moment in time was unusual. Wasn't gonna happen again in my lifetime, his lifetime, any lifetime. It's just was new and crazy for some people. They saw what I saw and they said, what can I do? What needs to be done? And what do I love to do? And so Minds in Motion was born out of that. Just going, hey, let me take all this, instead of throwing it away and like recreating myself and becoming like a life coach, like everybody, like anybody else might be and following a template, let me take this entertainment background that I have where I created all the games, all the activities, all the challenges that we did inside of this company that I own called Extreme Fun. And let's combine that with mindset, life skill type training. And let's do it for this age group that needs it the most, right? They're sitting at home, learning on Zoom. They're, um, you know, I, I heard one of your other guests, I think it was your last one, talking about like, you know, how detrimental that really was, especially mm -hmm. to the kids with the ADHD. That was the the the, the expert on ADHD that you guys had. Yeah. And, you know, it's true. Like it was, it was really, really tough. And a lot came out of that. So that was the opportunity. But you know, it, it needed to be done in a certain way. So Minds in Motion is interactive. It's challenges, it's fun, it's activities, it's powerful tools. Um, I call it the keys to unlock your inner superpowers. Um, when the kids are a little bit younger, we talk about their stinking thinking and how you can have power thinking that can overrule the stinking thinking once you become aware of another way to view the same circumstance, the same thing. And it really resonates. Like they didn't know they had a choice. They thought they were just at the effect and had to deal. And whatever their whatever coping skills they happened to have in this moment, that was what they had. And it wasn't really anybody else's fault. Like their parents can only teach what their parents know. Now, if you're anything like me, my parents love me. They did a great job, but they certainly didn't teach me how to use my imagination against fear or how my conscious and subconscious work together to create, you know, either disharmony or get me where I was going, or they definitely didn't tell me I had paths in my brain that were being dug deep, depending on what thoughts that I had, right? Called neural pathways, scientific uh, trails. So that was something I didn't have. So I dealt with what I dealt with and did what I did and struggled where I struggled and ultimately made it through, although there was questionable times, but here I am, right? And so, um, I just want them to know that, that, that what they're not aware of is what is the thing that will take them not only through it, like we don't want them to survive, we want them to thrive, right? Excel, go towards their dreams, make things happen for themselves, start it with their thoughts, follow it up with tools that allow them to get past obstacles, circumstances, and conditions so they're not knocked down. They're not just out there in the world where people are fishing, like, come over here, have some drugs, come over here, do some alcohol, come over here, 
do this thing, cut school over here. No, 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 they're on a path. They're going somewhere. So they can't be fished, right? They got a force field around them almost. And we call it becoming unmesswithable. So that's the theme of my courses. And I do it in power parties and I do it in power quests and I do it in power speaking. And then I do it with deaths to the max. So what type of activities do you do to stimulate the kids? Um, brains on Gypsy, I'm glad you asked. I have with me my power box. So every kid who does a power party or power quest gets a power box. And I do these online and I do these live. I just finished with a group of girls in Australia. We did a six week power quest. I send you guys the testimonials that bring tears to my eyes when they tell me what's changed for them. You know, when the dad sent me something and he said, it only took a little tweak in my girl's thinking to make the biggest difference. I can't thank you enough. I mean, I'm still like emotional about that. And I think one of the reasons that I'm doing really well with this is because I really, really deeply care. I'm not just doing this, you know, and hoping it works. I'm, first of all, before I did it, I researched and I studied and I studied and I interviewed and I interviewed and I interviewed. What's the problem? What's the issues? What would you like your solutions to be? What would make the difference for you so that I could create that program? And I continue to do that, right? They teach me as much as I teach them, you know? And so, you know, when we talk about the power of imagination, we got Play-Doh. So we tell them, pull out your Play-Doh. First of all, think about what, what do you what do you want this Play-Doh to become? What do you want this to become? What would you like it to become? You can make this Play-Doh into anything. What would it be? And then it's like, all right, you know, go ahead and start getting into action. Go ahead and start molding it. Now, look, if you've never made this thing before, it might not turn out perfect. Don't get stuck there. Don't get stuck on knowing how to do it. Just get into action. Just do it. And if you really, really, really want that thing to be really, really great, really good, you'll practice. You'll do it more and more. It'll get better and better. But you'll never have it. And it'll never get better. It'll never be anything unless you imagine it first. Right? And so we have them do that. And then we tell them, well, that's what you can do with your mind. That's a superpower. You have an inner superpower. You have to imagine what you want. Not be told what you want, because I'll have them give it to the person next to them. And I'll say, the person next to you is going to make something. Whatever it is, you have to take it. Because a lot of people allow other people to imagine for them and just follow along. Mm -hmm. So I make them aware of that. And then I tell them, make something that you really don't like, that you just wouldn't even want to have near you all the time. Don't worry, we're going to get rid of it. But just go ahead and make it. I tell them, for me, it'd be like a spider or something, right? And I go, this is another way people imagine. They imagine the worst and then they latch it on to themselves. Like they wake up with this thing going, you know, this is bad thing's going to happen. This bad thing's going to happen. I hope this thing doesn't happen, right? And they draw it all towards them. And then we go back to, no, 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 create the thing that you want. That's the best way to imagine. So we have these three, these three parts to imagination. And so once they get that, you know, and they, and they start thinking, this is what I want. We do, you know, in our own way with, you know, DJ music and a fun experience, have them do that kind of dream to reality board, which is what I like to call it. Because if I just call it a dream board, you know, a vision board or a dream board, mm -hmm. it almost subconsciously can land and stop there. It's my dreams. Now let's make it a dream to reality board. 
because we teach them. We go, look, the brain's language is pictures. I tell them, I'm like, you know, catch. And they go, and I go, what'd you see? And, you know, did anybody here see the letter C-A-T? No, that's right. Because you see a picture of whatever a cat is to you. And we, we all had different pictures of it. Well, some were white, some were fluffy, some were big, some were small, whatever. But it was a cat. What well, we would all agree is a cat, right? So then they make the stream to reality board. They have a lot of fun to do it. But now they're on their way. They see what they want. But they're going to come across obstacles, challenges, circumstances, things like that. So they need to know. Like I was saying before, you have your pilot and your autopilot, your conscious and your subconscious. Well, what happens, right? Let's just say, let's just say, Gypsy, you're the you're the conscious mind, okay? And um, and let's and let's say um, you have um, this programming inside of you, okay? And this programming inside of you, it's it's telling you you can't do it. So you say, I want to go to Hawaii, but then there's something in there. It's going. It's going. We'll just. Classic, we'll make this you, okay, just for fun, okay? Classic will be your, like, autopilot, okay? And Classic's going, no, 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 you can't do it. It's dangerous. That's not safe to go to Hawaii. And you're like, yeah, but I really want to go. I think it would be good. I know, but all these bad things could happen to you, and we're much better off here. Well, this is what happens to the kids, right? That's what happens to everybody is we talk ourselves out of it. We think it's almost another voice, like somebody outside of us, right? And so we never take off. But I show them, right? I show them, I go, look, that can be reprogrammed because it's you. And it can be reprogrammed with more positive self-talk to yourself. Like talk to yourself like you would talk to someone you really loved and cared about. And they said to you, I want to be in this play. And you wouldn't walk up to them and go, no, no, you're a terrible actor. You have no chance. Everybody's going to laugh at you. Don't do it. Man, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a friend for long. But that's how we talk to ourselves in that subconscious way. So Let's change that. Let's reprogram that. And I get them putting little post-its on their mirrors and bathrooms and stuff like that with things that are like, you can do it. You're awesome. Go for it. Now, just these simple things, because I'm not recreating the wheel. I'm just presenting it a little differently and age appropriately because I understand those age groups. Just those little tweaks, like the dad said, is now they at least have choice. They can see for themselves a different way to think and talk to themselves. And they can see for themselves what they have been doing to themselves. And I tell them, I go, look, I'm the clothing store. All I'm doing is giving you things to try on. But once you've tried them on, once you've seen them, you can't forget them. You don't have to wear them, but try it. See if it fits, see if it's better for you. See if it does take you where you wanna go instead of stop you and keep you from where you wanna go. So I have other props. We've got the glasses here. We put emoji stickers on the glasses because we can power shift ourselves from sad. We can be sad. It's all okay. It's all good. We can be sad. But then go ahead and choose when you want to be okay. Go ahead and put on these glasses, right? And then when you want to shift from okay to good, put some emoji stickers on there for you, right? Remind you that you're shifting. And I tell them it's like a car. I have to make sure that they know what a manual transmission is because some of them are like, huh, yeah, but you shift yourself. <laughs> and I say, you know, you don't shift from first over to fourth. You don't go from sad to super excited. That's sort of crazy, right? You don't go, <gasps> yay. You go from, you go from, I'm sad. I'm going to allow myself to be sad. And when I'm ready, I'll shift to okay. 
I'll get myself moving a little bit. I'll rev it up and then I'll go to the third gear, right? And, and then I'll be going. That's where I get to happy and excited and all, or whatever it is on my way. And as you practice doing that, you're no longer manually shifting. You're into the automatic car, right? The one that shifts itself. Because yeah. the second it happens, oh, I'm sad. I'm going to be sad now. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, it's going to shift and it's going to shift and it's going to shift. And I'm not at the effect of it. I'm in control of it. So inner superpowers are all about being at the control of it. It's not like it doesn't happen. It's not like you can't be sad, mad or whatever. It's just that you understand it and you're in charge of it. So that, that's kind of what we do. That There's a couple other props, but as we go through, we give them the keys. Every time they pass one, they get a key, right? To unlock their inner superpowers. So at the end of it, they have a key ring. They have key tags with each one of them saying what they've done. Thank you that right there. And uh, Dax has gotten all his keys. So he's got all his inner superpowers. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of what we do. I mean, that's what makes it interactive and engaging. And the final thing I'll say is that the last, the last key is all about action. I think they got the key part, yeah, is about action. <laughs> so, they, so one of the best things I found to show kids how to get into action is put them on a scavenger hunt. So if it's virtual, I have a, I have a virtual scavenger hunt that I send them on. I give them the instructions and all that, and what to do. And if it's live, then obviously we all go on a scavenger hunt. And I tell them, look, this is like you going towards your goal, your goal. So you're going to hit little goals, find things along the way, do things along the way. But the ultimate goal is to complete the scavenger hunt, right? And as you do it, you're going to get a little frustrated because you can't find something or you might get tired, you know, if it's a hot day or you might get thirsty. Yes, there will be conditions. Will you allow those to stop you on your way to this ultimate goal? Right, and we just put it in that content form and it changes everything. So I think that gives you a pretty good idea of how we make it interactive and fun. You weren't <laughs> expecting that long. <laughs> no, so I, I like the detailed example because some of these things, it's, I learned as an adult and it's, it's awesome that you put it in a kid-friendly way so that they don't have to wait until they're adults and reverse some of these patterns, negative patterns that we develop over time. Exactly right. Uh, yeah. yeah, you mentioned with the, um, with the Play-Doh and it was something that came to mind about, um, I guess, you know, the two kind of people, some that can create their own and then some that can create and hand it on and tell them, you know, I guess this is what it is. It depends on how they take it. Do you feel that the... Um, the public school system has a part in to play in some of those programmings that, you know, kind of automatically push kids into that, or even adults into those behaviors of you have those that just say, all right, here, here's your, your um, Play-Doh figure, mm -hmm. and you just take this and they take it and take yeah. whatever, or does it, what is the programming um, to that? What do you think yeah. is, what is your opinion? Well, first, let me disclaimer, any teachers or school administrators out there, we love you. You're doing a fantastic job. You're doing the best you can with what you have for sure. Schools are antiquated. They are just doing the same thing as a long time ago. Many schools have not updated to what kids currently need or experiencing. I mean, we're in a very digital computer age, but, you know, until a certain you get to a certain level, you're not really being taught that kind of stuff. You're not being taught accounting. You're not being taught. So that's all the on the court stuff that maybe could have been changed or can be updated. Um, but 
ultimately for the kids, the inner superpower is this is how it is. I mean, you're going to go to school, you're going to go through this many hours, you're going to follow this curriculum and this plan. It's how it is. Here's where your power lies. How are you going to choose? Because you got to show them they have choice. How are you going to choose to experience it? So you could hear parents complaining about the schools and the kids are listening. So they're complaining about the schools. Now the school then, or the experience of the school has the power. And that's what makes the kids upset, anxious, frustrated, overwhelmed. It's their experience of it. But because you know the parents are doing it and because they're hearing it and their friends or whatever, they can actually blame the school. Now, what good does that do? You still have to go. So what are you going to do? 12 years of school blaming it? And at the end of that, how are you going to feel? Well, one, you're probably, some people drop out. That can be one of the reasons why their experience of it just became too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then some of them do much worse, right? I know that, you know, later in high school, you know, I started drinking and hanging out across the street and doing stuff because my experience of what high school was, was, was not something I felt I had power over because I, I didn't know this in high school. So what I like to teach the kids is, look, there's some quote unquote have tos. We just call them have tos. Like you don't really have to go to school, but let's just say you're up to something. So let's put that in have tos. So what can you do with it? How, what, where, how can you power it? So I tell them, look, you know, make different things games if games are your things. You know, choose that you're going to focus on the positives. Find a positive in it. So where's the positive in it? So math. The negative is, because everybody will tell you, and I used to say to kids too, I'm like, you're never going to use it. So why pay attention? Why study? And then it just becomes a burden on you, right? Instead, go find in math. Where's the game? Where's the fun? Where's the challenge? How does it, how does it look like a video game, right? How, how does working out all these different numbers and these different ways that have been created, how can you make that interesting? Now, look, not all of them are going to do it. I'm not here to say, like, I go tell them that, and then all of a sudden it all changes for them. But again, it's awareness. They now have a choice to choose from. And it's either going to be the stink think or the power think. And one of them takes you in one direction and the other takes you into another. And if you can see the other side of it and kind of go, oh, you know what? I really don't want to be like in this frustrated, overwhelmed, anxiety ridden place. I want to be in a powerful place where I can choose and have freedom and stuff. I'm going to go ahead and go down this path. Not every kid, but at least they can now choose their path. That makes sense. What's your experience with? Um, oh yeah, yes. You What's your experience with meditation? And do you, as far as, are you right? Are you familiar with meditation? Oh, Daps, am I familiar with meditation? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you feel the importance of teaching kids to meditate? You know. I personally think it is extremely important. I think if the kids could calm their minds, if they could understand another power, how to focus on one thing 
instead of just letting their mind just go everywhere, mm-hmm. right? The chaos of all of that, which is what meditation can really teach you is how to focus. Um, I think it's probably one of the biggest answers there is. Now, unfortunately, it's still, even in this day, in the general population has that kind of like, you know, out there sort of hippie thing, whatever, right? right. And so it doesn't always resonate and sit with first the parents and then the kids because there's just no awareness, no experience of it at all. So instead of saying meditate, we do do some things where we ask them to calm their minds and I'll, and I'll have them do like a, a huge area, look out and just huge area, like, right. And then we'll narrow it, narrow it, narrow it, narrow it down to like, you know, a blade of grass. Cause I teach one live course actually at his school for middle schoolers and it's outside and underneath these like canopy yurt tents on yoga mats. It's a, it goes to a pretty progressive school. Um, imagine that like who his dad is, but, um, <laughs> but I'll have them get all the way down to like that blade of grass. And I'll tell them like only the blade of grass, 15 seconds. And when your mind goes away, this is important. Try to bring it back to the blade of grass. But here's the catch. You may go to my mind just went away from the blade of grass and start thinking about how your mind went away. Mm -hmm. And so this is what often happens to us. And then we just get lost. And 15 can turn into 30. And then we'll change that to, I give them this sheet. I don't think I have one, but I give them this sheet that has like a target on it. And I have them write their biggest goal. And then I tell them, look at that only. Focus on that only. So meditation inside of the word, I potentially could do like in a private quest or private party if we were kind of promoting it you know, with that involved in it, which I would love to do, believe me. But in the general public and general population, it could be a little taboo-ish. Even just the name of my company, the way it's spelled, Minds in Motion, Z-E-N in the middle, I've gotten a little bit of not backlash, but a little bit like, is this, because there's just no knowledge. Is this like Chinese, like this, you know, voodoo stuff? I'm like, no, no, no. Zen means to calm. Yeah. So this is calm your mind to get into action or motion. Oh, that sounds good. But you got to get past that wall. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. Even for kids, I feel like you would have to you know, do an exercise like that where you try to get them to a one point in mind or some kind of a one focus versus closing your eyes and just not, you know, sitting there. That's probably hard for kids. So it has to be some, something close to it. Yeah, to bring out the visualization yeah. skills. Yeah. It's really important because it being hard for kids is the reason to do it. <laughs> you know, otherwise, they just keep doing the thing they're doing but you you guys sound like you absolutely know and i know that it's a big answer it's a big solution for their mind actually stopping the chaos like being in control it's another inner superpower i had heard something today on an audiobook that i was listening to and it really resonated with me and i've been not necessarily sharing it with kids today but i also coach some adults and 
talking to some other people and in a Facebook group I posted and it was really about focusing on the one scene that would signify for you that you accomplished your goal. Just the one scene and then you put yourself in, you're not a viewer, you're in that scene. So to give you an example that I use, so the book Dax to the Max, because I happened to put it in uh, Nextdoor, which is the app for every neighborhood, um, a producer picked up on it. And I didn't think much of it, but here we are two months later and I'm signing a shopping agreement with them. I didn't know how to write a script. I didn't know how to write a pilot. I didn't know what a pitch deck was, to be honest. I now have done all of that because I get into action when I see something that's pretty great. And so my moment is clinking glasses with the TV execs and my two partners in that signifying that we just made the deal just that and i put myself in there and i visualize that and so i'm really going to start teaching kids more of that because if you're just like giving this big thing i've noticed like you know imagine all the things that you want that are it's a little overwhelming so i want them to get the thing they want and that one scene that they can put themselves into and focus on so i love that what do you guys think of that you like that no i do like yeah. that because I do that personally, um, just instead of trying to imagine like the the whole picture of the life I want, I just put myself in a random day in my perfect life or, you know, in the future. Um, so just to versus trying to be more specific, it's just more general. And I just put myself in it, like I'm there and it just helps get my imagination exercise my imagination yeah, yeah. i love that yeah so you're in san diego right now sure. are you born and raised in san diego to go back okay so where are you Not. from originally reno nevada born okay. and raised at at just before 19 years old my dad, who was in mortgage and real estate, decided um, he was bringing, you know, him and my mom out here, which was really random for my dad. He didn't really seem like, you know, as far as I knew, that kind of person that would just kind of up and go, but away he went. And I decided in my own waywardness at the time, not really up to much, um, kind of taking a year off between graduating um, and going to college and not really sure. I was like, yeah, I'll go with you guys. Why not? I didn't really know anything about San Diego. I'd only been there once when I was a very little kid, maybe two or three. And um, I came out, my dad and I came out first and we went to Imperial Beach in a little apartment. Imperial Beach is the closest city to the border. And so we could see Mexico outside the window, as you can imagine from little town Reno, Nevada. This was just crazy to me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, fast forward 30 years and I'm still here and I've only been back to Reno once, which was last year in those wow. 30 years. I don't wow. miss it. Great here. Better <laughs> originally serve, better serve. <laughs> yeah, I'm originally from Mississippi myself. I love LA. We've gotten into snorkeling and we saw that you do some surfing as well. Yeah, yeah. Love so surfing. If we're visiting in, in San Diego, what are some of the best snorkeling or best places just to go get in the water yeah um well they say so i don't snorkel too much but they say la jolla cove is a really great place to go snorkel here 
you know, obviously it has to do with how clear the water is that day. Um, any storms that have come through or pushing through. And if there's any like real swell or surf that might be, you know, messing it up a little bit, um, you know, good for surfers, bad for snorkelers type thing. But yeah. definitely Boya Cove is great. And um, that's also where we have like the sea lions that live there. And um, it's one of the most beautiful areas. Uh, we went kayaking out there recently for Father's Day. So that's really the only one I know, except for maybe Coronado. Coronado is pretty beautiful. I just don't know about the snorkeling there. Yeah, I know when I go to the beach and I see surfers, I'm like, this going to be a bad day. <laughs> we want the opposite things. So <laughs> we want the water to be calm. You guys want the water to be rough. I would say next time you come to San Diego to snorkel, just wave and go to Mexico because <laughs> I think you'll get better or even going out to Catalina I think you would find better conditions oh, yeah. out there okay. yeah, we've knows. been out to Catalina yeah. once yeah, yeah. It was, and we were supposed yeah. to go back or we're supposed to go back so yeah maybe we'll check that out maybe Cabo San Lucas or something like that we go to Laguna often Laguna is okay. one of our favorites to go to and do some snorkeling okay. yeah, we've uh, been up here for about four years you know we love it we're in downtown yeah. LA yeah you're in downtown. I was going to ask you. All right. Well, I'm in Carlsbad, which is North County. Okay. okay. Jack's love that we're down the street from Legoland. From oh, Legoland? Okay. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've completely forgot there was a Legoland. <laughs> There's a Legoland. My kid loves Legos, so yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get ready... Yeah. Um, before we get ready to close things out, I was just going to ask, is there anything, um, new projects you have that you're working on, anything you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah, thank you. I, you know, I really just want people to know that we exist and that we're here to really support and empower um, kids and teens. And, and I want parents to really know that having like their kids go through a course like mine doesn't mean that they they're not doing their job. It doesn't mean that. It's like, look, I mean, you're not probably coaching your kids soccer, baseball, basketball, and their dance instructor and their gymnastics and there's, you know, and this is more important, you know, you could say this gives them the power to have, you know, to be great at those things, to succeed at those things, to get past the difficulties of those things um, as they grow in their sports or their activities. So parents don't need to feel like, you know, if I do that, it means something about me. No, 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 we, we work together with you, right? That's why I get those reviews from the dads and the moms. Like it was stuff that, you know, even, even these parents potentially, because they, they, I know them, they're in personal development, the ones in Australia, they were in a group with that I knew, they probably could have, they have the tools, they probably do have the awareness and, and the knowledge to, to show their kids, but their kids don't listen to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because yeah. their mom and dad are also the ones going to pick up your boom and you know Understand. make sure you're home for you or whatever so that outside third voice of someone that they can first trust and then someone who's giving them something that they're actually going damn this is good like i see this this is helpful for me right so i think that's really important so i would love people just to know that we have really worldwide english speaking online quests and what that basically means is we do open forum ones where you can go to our website and just click and see when our next open one is and we do them in different time zones 
So you can pick and you can come join one and they're always limited to like 10 kids inside so we can get personal attention. We also want people to know that it's a movement. So once they join, they become part of our circle community, which means now what we're doing is we're giving them access to other kids who are doing the same things and also shifting their mindsets to empower each other. I have a big thing about acceptance and approval, which a lot of teenagers, especially on social media, are on a constant hamster wheel of trying to be approved and accepted. And it always comes from the validation. Thank you. It always comes from the outside, right? You know, and so I want them to get supported, which can come from the inside. They're up to something. They have a tribe and the tribe wants them to succeed. They're not judging you, they're supporting you, they're lifting you up. And so that's what they come to when they come into my programs. And then if they're you know, not too far off from where I am, San Diego, Orange County, LA, even Arizona, Vegas, that kind of stuff, they can have a, a power party. And a power party, instead of being over a six week period of time where we meet each week, a power party, and they can also have a power quest. A power party is like a one day, it can be two, three, four hours can have lunch involved, DJ music, all the activities that I showed in the power box. It's an event and you can have a, a, pri a private one for your team, for your group, for your community, for your school group, whatever it might be. So there's open forms, there's private ones. I can come speak either virtually or live and we can talk about just one subject and speak to the parents and speak to the kids, whoever. And then as far as Dax to the Max goes, we do virtual and live interactive readings. So. We have an activity book that's coming out um, with this as well. Um, there's also the um, sort of draw Fregly. Fregly is um, the bear. The Fregly is the fear. You guys know the saying, the cave you fear to enter holds the jewels that you seek. Ever heard that before? That's why I use the cave. That's where what he wants exists, but in the way is Fregly. And when he's thinking fear and scared, he energizes the fear, but he becomes a little bit meaner and scarier. When he learns through his friend and guide who takes him through this, who's actually his inner voice, that he can use his imagination to change any situation into a fun and exciting and challenging. Might not be easy, but let's go for it. Then the fear becomes more fun, interesting. And so Fregley changes, so the fear changes. And then Dax ultimately turns his inner superpower over here as he heads off, you know, on his next challenge with this with this superpower, you know, now with him. So fear didn't win. He's not leaving afraid and running away. He's leaving empowered with this superpower. So there'll be more books. This is book one, Imagination. But I've been sidetracked now because of this unexpected script. So We'll be pitching. We don't know how long these things take, but that's to the mats um, in some version of this, but much wider, more, more expansive. Um, hopefully we'll come to like PBS Kids or Nickelodeon or something at some point soon. That's the vision I hold with the clinking glasses, like I told you guys. So man, if people just want to contact me and just kind of see if this is a good fit, what we do, how we do it. I'm open, I'm very approachable, very easy to talk to. Hopefully I came across that way and you know, would love to do that to support kids and empower them. What are some of the um, links where people can reach you? 
Yeah. So that's mindinmotion.com. She's going to say something. I was going to ask, is there a certain age group uh, you work with? Yeah. So the, so I have two separate um, programs. They kind of follow the same six keys to your inner superpowers becoming a mess with the bull. It's just context and a little bit different, not, not really different content, just delivery really for the age groups. So 10, 10 to 12, and then 13 to 16 are the ones that we have. And then for the dads to the math stuff, it can be, you know, probably down to three, four, five, six for the interactive readings and things like that. Um, however, we're not limited to that. So a group of, you know, 18 to 21 year olds, a bunch of kids who are heading off to college, whatever, then we can bring, you know, a quest or um, a power party to them as well. Um, and also to the parents. So I've speak, you know, spoke to hundreds of parents of teenage boys and teenage girls um, to get empower the parents, right? Like they're like, oh my God, my kid is doing a teenager. And all their energy and focus is on like all the things that their kid's not doing. And I can shift that for them, right? I can shift them. And so we have the talk with the parents as well if they're open enough for it. So not really limited, but there are some certain ages that we kind of have broken it down into. I guess. And then I guess I interrupted you. You were Correct. saying where they can find you. So yeah, um, which is M I N D Z E N motion M O T I O N dot com. Um, all of our stuff is there. You can see testimonies, you can see videos, you can see descriptions, you can see my bio on there, and then you can go on and just click links either to sign up for an upcoming power quest to get information, you know, just free call, whatever, consult, just talk about, you know, what you guys are up to, see if it's a good fit, book an, a live or a virtual reading. So it's all there. Um, and then my social media links are there too. So I think just not to confuse it all, it's, it's mindsinmotion.com is probably just the best way. And then, and then if it's just straight email, it'd be info at mindsinmotion.com. Okay. And we'll have this um, in the description for the uh, listeners as well. And for the podcast, you can find us at americangypsy.com. And we also have consistent self-improvement at luamli.com. And we'd like to say thank you to all of our listeners, all of our supporters, everyone that's donating. We really appreciate all the support. Um, consistent self-improvement to everyone. Oh, I'm sorry, again. Classic. You can find some music, instrumentals, some cello stuff under classic, K-L-A-C-C-I-K. Carpenter, C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. That's on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, YouTube, and more. Um, all major platforms. And again, thank you, Scott, for the information yeah. to share with us and, you know, the genuine conversation and uh, positive energy. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, you guys, so much. Thanks for thank doing this. Thank you. And oh, yes, if you're ever in Los Angeles, if you'd like to come to Los Angeles and have a in-studio recording, Ooh. definitely let us know. Ooh. I will. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do Yeah, just yeah, definitely feel free to let us know when you like to come through. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. That'd be awesome. Love to meet you in person. I'm going to check out that music for sure. Count on me for a donation, too. I think what you guys are doing is amazing, so. All good stuff. New friends. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you again to our listeners. Consistent self-improvement to everyone. And peace. peace.